Welcome to the Global Revival Blast Podcast, where you get inspired, experience God's power, His manifest presence and transformation with the teachings of Wilfred Ibomobi. Now here's your host, Wilfred Ibomobi. Speak on this subject throughout this month concerning the Holy Spirit. Come along as I read. John chapter 16, verse 7. John chapter 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. John chapter 16, I'm going to read verse 5 to 7. But now I am going to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. You see, Jesus was talking to his disciples. He said to them, it is, I'm going now. None of you ask me, where are you going? And because I told you I'm leaving, I'm departing from you. Sorrow has filled your heart. But I tell you the truth. He said, I tell you the truth. They were saying to the disciples that because he's going, it's for their own advantage that he has to leave them. For their own advantage, for their own profit, that for their own gain that he was departing from them. Is it not the same thing to us today? We look at it. You don't want to separate from your friend. It may be for a purpose. You have to know this. There's a time to embrace. There's a time to separate for good. So Jesus said to them, it is for your advantage that I leave you. If I leave you, if I go away from you, the Holy Spirit will come. But if I do not go away from you, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I depart from you, I will send the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you, which to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Interesting. You see, Jesus was talking to a disciple again here and said, I'm going to go and the spirit, I will ask the father to send the spirit to you. He will give you another advocate to help you. And to be with you forever. And he and the Jesus said, the spirit is called the spirit of truth. So the world cannot receive this him, but you can receive him. For he lives with you and he will be in you. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Jesus was he talking about the Holy Spirit, yeah? He said the advocate as a helper, the advocate, 
the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. The Father will send the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. He said that Holy Spirit will teach all his disciples. He will remind them of the things Jesus said to them. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be a, my witness in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? The reason I say who, not what, is the Holy Spirit is because in the verses I have read so far, you will discover Jesus referred to him, him. He referred, not referred to it. He referred to him. He said, in him, the Father will send. He said, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him, refer to him, nor knows him, but you know him. So it's not it, it's a person. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, is part of the Godhead. He is a person, he's not a dove. Even though it's a, it has a symbol of a dove, people use dove to represent him, but it's not a dove. He is not a fire, he's not a wind, he's not a feeling, he is not a force. He's not a power and he is a person. Holy Spirit is a person. Holy Spirit comes as a fire or form of a fire, but not a fire. You remember Acts chapter 2 from verse 2 to 3. When the disciples were at the upper room, all the disciples, they were at the upper room waiting for the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came as a form of a fire, clothing tongues of fire. And the Bible says, sat upon each of them. And they began to speak in tongues and the Spirit gave them utterance. So what I'm trying to talk about here now is that he came in and came upon them, upon each disciples, as, the, as a form of a fire. But it's not a fire. We believe that the Holy Spirit is co-equal with God, the Father, God the Son, and it's the same incense. You have to know the Holy Spirit is the same, equal. It's a triumph God manifested as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Probably you might have heard before God the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the Holy Ghost. It, you know, in the Inkinjes version of the Bible, the Holy Spirit referred to ghost. The Holy Ghost. I remember when I was small, uh, in Sunday school those days, when they talk about the the Holy Ghost, I a little bit scared. How can we hold, why can we the, the church, how can we, the Christian, think about the Holy Spirit as a ghost? You know, you a little bit scaring. But the Holy Spirit in King James is referred as the ghost. Spirit is also a ghost. You don't need to get scared. The Holy Spirit is a ghost. But the Bible the Bible makes us understand is the Holy Spirit. So the, the, the word holy, it signifies that it's not unclean spirit because there are unclean spirits and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit means the spirit is holy. So the Hebrew word for Holy Spirit is called ruah. Ruah is the same as the Greek word in meaning numan, where we got pneumatology from those studying of the Holy Spirit. So Ruah and Numa, they both have multiple meanings, such as with the wind, breath, 
air. So when you look at it, Ruah means spirit. Ruah means breath. Ruah means wind. So even though Ruah means wind, it's not that the spirit of God is wind. It's not an external force. It's not energy. It's not an energy, but a person. It has the attributes of a person. It has emotions. It has characteristics of a person. The Holy Spirit feels, talks as human being feels. He talks as well. He communicates. He has what we call fellowship with people. The Holy Spirit is a person. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit started as a creating spirit from the beginning. You know, it was a creative spirit present at the dawn of the creation. The Holy Spirit in Genesis chapter 1 verse 20 verse 2, Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 states, the earth was without form, a void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Yet the Holy Spirit is portrayed as an active participant in the art of creation bringing order out of chaos. So the Holy Spirit has been with God from beginning. Even, be, even before the beginning of creation, the Holy Spirit has been. So you have to understand the Holy Spirit is the same Spirit of God. The Bible said the Spirit of God. So who is the Holy Spirit? Is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God that wovering over the water are the creation. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. So he speaks as a person. In Acts chapter 13, verse 2, we see the Holy Spirit when he spoke to the disciples. Let's see that. Acts 13, verse 2. And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. You see that the Holy Spirit spoke to them when he had already assigned Barnabas and Saul for the work of the ministry. As they fasted, the Holy Spirit spoke to them and said, Separate now unto me. Separate to me. Separate them for the work I have called them to do. So the Holy Spirit speaks. The Holy Spirit can still speak to us today. He is a person, not a force. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of God. According to Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the Holy Spirit, you remember when David sinned, he asked God, he said, God, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. The Holy Spirit is his spirit, is the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of Yahweh. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Yahweh, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of understanding. In Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2, you see the seven Spirit of God was listed. So if you look at it, the seven Spirit of God does not mean that God has seven Spirit. It means the names that were associated to the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit is the Spirit of wisdom. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of understanding. The Holy Spirit is spirit of cancer. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of might. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of the Lord. You have to know that, that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of God Almighty. 
The Holy Spirit is a comforter. The Holy Spirit is a counselor. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of, of the Father. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of grace. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the spirit is the eternal spirit, according to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. We have to understand the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of God Almighty. The Holy Spirit is an advocate. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. The Holy Spirit is a master. The Holy Spirit is co-equal with God. I'm not going to go into Trinity about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But I, I just want to talk on the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God Almighty. So if you look at the book of Isaiah, you saw the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the fear, the spirit of fear of Yahweh. The whole Holy Spirit made up the Godhead. You can't say Godhead without the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, remember I said, is our comforter. He comforts us. The Holy Spirit is our advocate. He stands for us. He's a great teacher. He is a great counselor that we ever need. I want to read in John chapter 16, verse 13. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. You see, the spirit of the law guides us into the truth. He does not lead us into, he does not lead us into error. He leads us into the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. So the Holy Spirit reveal of the things of the future. What is hidden? Holy Spirit is the Spirit, is our guiding spirit. Holy Spirit guides us. He is our reminders. He brings us, He brings to us things that were told by the Lord. He is the creator. He is the co-creator with God. Holy Spirit is the co-creator with God. He is our divine healer. Holy Spirit is the most important person in the universe. Holy Spirit is the spirit of the living God. In the book of Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of cancer, the spirit of mind, the spirit of the knowledge, and the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So, the Bible makes us understand here that the Holy Spirit is a spirit of wisdom, of the fear of the law, of the counsel, of knowledge, of understanding, and the Holy Spirit gives life. The Bible says where the spirit of the law, there is liberty. The Holy Spirit is a spirit that we regard as the spirit of God. In him we move, in him we live, in him we have a being. In 1 Corinthians 3, verse 17, make me to understand, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Second, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It's very important for us to know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom to all. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, Jesus Christ says, 
the word I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, Apostle Paul says, the letter kills, he was referring to the law, but the spirit gives life. There is life in the spirit. The letter here means the law of the Old Testament. So they said the letter kills, the spirit gives life. So the Holy Spirit gives life. The Holy Spirit gives life. It's very important for us to know that the, the written word is not what gives life. It is the Holy Spirit that breathes life upon the written word of God, the logos. So the wind and breath, like I said, represent the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is, us, is often likened to wind and breath. We see that symbolizing his unseen, yet powerful, life-changing nature. This is seen in many places in the Bible. This is seen as well in, in when the disciple got the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came like a fire at the upper room. At the upper room. You know, in form of a dove, when Jesus Christ was baptized at River Jordan, we saw that. In the fourth gospel, we saw the Holy Spirit descend like a dove during Jesus' baptism. You saw, you, you see, symbolizing purity, God's purity rested upon Jesus and remain on him. No wonder Jesus said to the disciple, I have to go away. He said, if I do not go, the spirit will not come to you. The reason he said the spirit will not come to, to them, the, the Holy Spirit will not come, is because the Holy Spirit rested upon Jesus and the spirit of God remained on him. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit will rest on the, on the, on the people of old, the prophets, the kings and others, judges in those days, and the spirits were the parts. But in terms of, in the in the in the in the time of Jesus, in the Jesus time of the ministry on the earth, the Holy Spirit at the when he got baptized in, at River Jordan, the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, and the Holy Spirit remained on him. So that was what Jesus said to the disciple: I have to go. If I do not go, the Holy Spirit will not come. So for the Holy Spirit to come, I have to depart. So it is for your benefit that I depart. If I depart, the Holy Spirit will come to you. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit came as a fire, like a flame of fire at Pentecost. The, 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 the tongues of fire, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, rested upon the disciples, empowering the, the, the lives of the disciples. So the Holy Spirit is to empower us. The Holy Spirit is Christ's Spirit. The Holy Spirit is also known as the paraclete, a helper. Literally, the Greek word parakletos means someone who is called to come along someone else. In the Greek culture, parakletos is likely to family Antony, like a lawyer. So, Holy Spirit is parakletos, parakletos. The Greek listener, if I'm not pronouncing it, forgive me if I'm not pronouncing it well. Someone who is called to come alongside of someone else is the Holy Spirit. When Jesus departed, the Holy Spirit came along. Jesus Christ used the word alos to describe the Holy Spirit of another divine helper of the same kind. He promised the disciple that he will not send another. He will not send someone else. He will not send someone else to help me. He will not leave them 
helpless like an orphan, but he will send someone else like him. He will send another of the same kind as himself. The Holy Spirit has all the characteristics and attributes of a personality. Like I said earlier, he has a will, he communicates, he could be despised, he could be rejected, he could be annoyed, he could be pushed aside, and he could be seen against. He has all the personalities of human you can think of. In John chapter 14, verse 14 to 17, I read, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. So the Holy Spirit was sent in the name of Jesus. He came in the name of Jesus and to bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Jesus was saying this to the disciples. You see, the Holy Spirit loves to fellowship with us. The Holy Spirit loves to fellowship with us. The Holy Spirit loves to help us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, we see that the Holy Spirit loves to fellowship with us. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The Holy Spirit is God. Permit me to say, the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God Almighty. The Holy Spirit, is a, you cannot do without the Holy Spirit. Jesus knew that the disciple cannot do without the Holy Spirit. He asked them to wait. He said, wait for the promise of the Father. That when the promise of the Father comes, you will be empowered. He said, wait at the upper room. He said, wait in Jerusalem. And you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit come on you. So Jesus did not allow his disciples to evangelize, to preach the gospel without the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit is very, very important. It's very important subject that should not be neglected. It's the Spirit of God. There is no Christianity without the Holy Spirit. There is no church without the Holy Spirit. There is nothing there is no church without the Holy Spirit. There is no Christianity. There is no Christian living without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit make the church, church. The birth of church started with the move of the Holy Spirit at the upper room, at the Pentecost. That is, on the day of Pentecost, the church was birthed. The, the, the church came into existence. Because of the Holy Spirit. So there is no church without the Holy Spirit. Any church that put out the Holy Spirit is just a social gathering, a social club. It's not a church. Because there is no church without the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the Holy Spirit. May the Lord give you understanding of this subject. In Jesus' mighty name, let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for giving us understanding of the Holy Spirit our helper, our comforter, our counselor when we need a counsel, our guidance when we, need it, when we need direction, our master, our teacher, our advocate when we need a lawyer. You are the one we call upon. In any area we need you, help us. Touch us, transform us. 
Let our life not remain the same way, O Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for the listener, whatever they are right now, hearing my voice. I pray that, Lord, you bless them, protect them, guide them, lead them in the right path. Help them, Lord, deliver them from bondage. Those of them listening right now sick, I pray for you in the name of Jesus that your sickness leave your body. I command in the name of Jesus, sickness depart from you. As you try your best to take medications and you see that sickness is not leaving you, I decree right now receive your healing. In the name of Jesus, I pronounce healing over you. I pronounce the hand of the Lord to rest upon you. Receive the hand of God upon you. Be healed in Jesus' mighty name. Those of you that need deliverance, I command deliverance upon your life. Because the Bible says, whatever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I decree and declare your freedom now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, my Heavenly Father. Thank you for answers to prayer. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to Global Revival Blast Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, support, and follow us on social media. For more, visit PastorWilfred.com.